You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you after a 4-2 victory for the Braves over the Oakland Athletics that won't go down in the history books as the most important win for this club, but after the three days that they spent out by the bay, three days that they would probably like to forget a large portion about, you needed to get at least one win to move on with your road trip and feel at least a little bit better about yourself if you're the Braves. They did that today, 4-2, the final score over the Athletics, and I think we saw some things that were of the more promising variety then the past couple of games as well. We'll talk all about it and get you set for the series against the Diamondbacks coming up this weekend. Before we do that, though, I want to remind you to subscribe to Lockdown Sports Atlanta here on YouTube. Click the bell to get notified every time we drop a new episode. And make sure you hit a like, or hit the like button, rather, and then tell a friend about the show as that helps us spread the word about what we're doing here. And make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. You'll get every episode of the postcast and all the great stuff Jake has for you all season and really all year long. Uh, Jake, I don't know that we're going to build any statues based on what happened on Wednesday afternoon out in Oakland, but the Braves had to feel at least a little bit better about themselves because we saw a few different things in this one, including another solid pitching performance from the starter. The bullpen looked a little bit better, and the offense put a crooked number up on the board. All of those things led to this 4-2 win. Yeah, you know, the first two games of this series are highly frustrating for fans, as we know by looking at the Twitter comments. I'm sure it was frustrating for the team as well. So good to see them come out, kind of get some of that frustration out, get a win. Hopefully that'll get them going uh, now on this road trip. Yeah, and they do have another stop to make on this road trip. It'll be against the Arizona Diamondbacks, but you were hoping to be carrying a series win out of Oakland. That just was not the case as the Braves lost in Michael Soroka's return and then perhaps a more frustrating loss in walk-off fashion an error in the ninth inning in the second contest. That puts you behind the eight ball against a team that has not really been able to, uh, let's say, keep up with the rest of the league this year. That's for sure. Let's jump inside the box score for game number 56, though. Braves now 33-23, and 23, four runs, seven hits, an error, and seven men left on base. Athletics 12-46, and 46, two runs, just three hits, no errors, four men left on for them. Jared Schuster picking up the win, his second in the big leagues. We'll talk more about his start, but into the sixth inning, he was able to go before he even ran into any trouble, and the Braves' bullpen was able to back him up on this day. Uh, James Caprellian takes a loss. He drops to 0-6 on the year. Rysel Iglesias, good bounce-back performance from him. Very quiet, uneventful ninth inning for his fifth save of the year. Game lasted two hours, 19 minutes. Crowd of 6,429 paid to see it at the Oakland Coliseum. And what they saw was Jared Schuster giving the Braves, I think, Jake, really what he has given them since being recalled from Triple A Gwinnett to help stabilize this rotation with the loss of Max Fried and Kyle Wright. Five and a third innings, just three hits. He did walk four. The first time we've really seen him kind of struggle a little bit with command, but when you're not really giving up any hits and limiting the hard contact, you can kind of live with a couple of free base runners. Only one strikeout, though. What did you make of Jared Schuster's performance on this day? I thought it was good enough, certainly, to give the Braves a chance to win if the offense could come to life. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably a good way to phrase it as good enough. I wouldn't say it was an extraordinary outing by any means, 11% whiff rate. I mean, that's not going to, you know, light up anything in analytically wise. But, I mean, a 84.7 mile per hour average exit velocity didn't give up a lot of hard contacts. And he got out. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of the same discussion we have with Bryce Elder. The guy just mm -hmm. gets out. I mean, and that's what you've seen Schuster do since he's come back up. And like you said, this was really the first time he's struggled with the walks for in this game. That's just – 
far too many. I thought he was maybe a little bit wildly effective at times in this one, but he's only given up, uh, you know, 10 hits in his last four starts. So again, not giving up a lot of hits and, you know, if he can continue to keep the walks down outside of this past start, I mean, I think he's giving you what you need from him in that fourth, fifth starter role, especially if, Soroka, you know, comes back and we see him continue to progress and Schuster really gets pushed into that fifth starter role. You can more than live with what he's giving you these last four outings now. Yeah, you definitely can. And those last four starts, you mentioned it since Jared Schuster's come back up. I mean, I, I just feel like it's been enough to stabilize the back end of the rotation and has looked pretty good at times and better than even this start against Oakland. Most certainly 368 ERA across those four starts, 22 innings, just the 10 hits. He has walked 10, though four of them came in the start against Oakland. And he struck out 16. So he didn't get the swing and miss, as Jake mentioned on this day. Uh, and he got himself in a little bit of trouble in the sixth inning after getting through five innings on 53 pitches. Oakland was kind of swinging early against him. They, they did not make a lot of hard contact against him. Even when he got into that sixth inning, it wasn't like the home run ball started flying and Schuster got himself into a big time trouble. But I also thought that at that point, you know, Brian Snitker stuck with him as long as he could before he needed to go to somebody in the bullpen. He went with the veteran Jesse Chavez, who was able to kind of get the Braves out of trouble there. Atlanta was able to add an insurance run, thanks to Ronald Acuna Jr. We'll get to that a little bit later. But then the bullpen came in and did his job, and Jake, I think that is something we very much wanted to see, particularly this formula that could be one for success if you get them all going. A.J. Minter to Nick Anderson to Rysel Iglesias. Yeah, I think that's the combination right now that really has to stick out for the Braves. Other than, you know, what Iglesias dealt with on Tuesday, he's been mostly solid as of late. Nick Anderson's been great all year. You're really hoping A.J. Minter turns it around. And Jesse Chavez, who came on to get out of that jam in the sixth inning, he's been solid all year as well. So I think right now those are the four guys that you can – somewhat trust as at least as the level of trust goes right now with the Braves bullpen those are the guys you're really hoping that are going to step up for them right now and I think there's going to be opportunities for for Yates I think Jimenez even the, you know those guys will get more opportunities but you know right now you're looking for arms you can call down there at the bullpen that you trust and I think those are the guys if the Braves are going to have success out of the bullpen those are the guys right now that you're going to have to ride with. And they got it done on this day. Uh, we're very good closing out this game, which ended up being you know a very close game. Yeah, I think Yates has pitched much better over the past, what, three weeks or so here in the month of May. Jimenez, it's kind of up and down. He's had kind of some starts or, excuse me, some appearances where you feel like, okay, maybe he's starting to find it. Then he might have a bad one in there, throw a clunker in. But I don't want to bury the lead on what could help out this bullpen. But A.J. Smith-Shalver getting called up uh, by the Braves, that's certainly an interesting button to push if you're Alex Anthopoulos because the rotation seems to be, at least for now, with Michael Soroka back, with Jared Schuster pitching this way, a, a little bit full because well, you've still got Morton Strider and Elder, but I wouldn't rule out A.J. Smith-Shaver, A, getting a chance to pitch in the rotation at some point this year, but I really like that they're kind of bringing him in, maybe along the lines of what they did with Spencer Strider, where it's he's just too talented for us to leave him down there in the minors. Let's see if we can find some meaningful innings for him in the big leagues in the bullpen to start with. Yeah, you know, I like the move. I obviously love A.J. Smith-Shaver. I had him as my top-ranked Braves prospect in the offseason. I just think the upside there is tremendous. I do love what they're going to try to do to kind of bring him in in the bullpen, let him get his feet wet. If he you know, can continue the success he's had so far this season and continue to keep that walk rate down, he has big strikeout stuff. He has through his entire very long yeah. professional career that he's had so far. I mean, I, I like what he can do in this bullpen and perhaps give them a boost there. I think the Braves were hoping that in one of these games, or at least the last two after he got called up, 
would be a blowout. Maybe you could bring him in in a stress-free situation, but wasn't the case. But I look forward to whenever he does get an opportunity because, again, if he can bring out that big strikeout stuff that he has into the bullpen and in two innings, two or three innings stints, that's going to be a, a huge addition for that Braves bullpen. Yeah, really electric stuff. I got to see him a little bit in spring training as he was in big league camp. But keep in mind, A.J. Smith-Schauber doesn't turn 21 years old until November. So the Braves are giving a very young arm who is making his fourth stop already in the in the system at the big league level an opportunity to hopefully help them stabilize the bullpen much in the same way that Jared Schuster and the return of Michael Soroka could help stabilize this rotation. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on with the Braves offense and on this day and in this series and what they're going to need to do as they move on to Arizona in the next stop of the road trip. But I have to let you know that this episode of the Braves postcast is brought to you by FanDuel. And make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 uh, in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Best part about FanDuel, great promotions every day, safe and secure app, and you get paid instantly. And there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, the Braves were betting on themselves to score a little bit more than three runs that they'd put up in the first 18 innings of the series. They played four in this game. Ozzie Albies got it started with, I think, a key two-run homer in a three-run inning for the Braves in the fifth. Great to see Ozzie get a big swing in this one, but great to see really anybody put multiple runs across for the Braves in this series. This offense really scuffled against a pitching staff that brought a nearly seven ERA into this series. So somebody somewhere needed to get it started and help the Braves break out and put a big inning up and support the starting pitching that they've been getting as well. Yeah, I never would have thought that four runs would be the highest run total in a game for the Braves in this series. But that's you know the way that it went. Monday was obviously just a real struggle. Only six hard hit balls. Yesterday, Tuesday's game, you started to see them, you know, make a little bit more hard contact. And then on Wednesday, every starter in the lineup had a hard hit ball in the game. So thought thought you saw them start to come around, make more uh, decent contact. You know, Ron Acuna Jr. in this game, I know we're going to talk about. I thought yep. he was great in this one, especially those last three at-bats, all hard-hit balls, two of them starting at that launch angle back as well. And then Michael Harris, he didn't have a hit in this game, but I thought the swings were better. He just missed hitting a home run, a ball that went foul, hit another ball to the left field as well that would have been out in two of 30 parks in the big leagues was another, you know, very solid swing. So looking for signs, any sign right now for him to get going. But you know, it wasn't very much a struggle for the offense in this game. Should have been more. You had second and third, nobody out with two, three, and four hitters coming up, and you can't score a run. So there are still some struggles there right now. But, again, I thought you saw some better signs out of these last two games of them hopefully heating back up after they were really hot on Sunday. Yeah, just getting some fly balls to the outfield, some balls hit to the other side of the infield that can allow you to score a run from third with less than two outs would certainly be helpful. I mean, you'll take the productive outs right now, I guess is what I'm saying. It doesn't all have to be home runs. It doesn't all have to be a complete change in hitter's philosophy to where everybody just starts bunting against the shift just to get something going. It doesn't have to be an overcorrection because I think, to your point, Jake, and we talk about this a lot on the show, the more hard-hit contact from this lineup, the better on most days. But there have mm -hmm. been some where it just has not paid off because of a lot of Adam Balls. Uh, Ozzie Albies, though, one for four, the two-run homer. Orlando Arcia, his double play partner, three for three, a walk and a couple of runs scored. And you mentioned Ronald Acuna Jr., Two for five, he stole his 23rd base as well, knocked in a run, and had three hard-hit balls in his final three at-bats. 
after a couple of jam shots his first two times up. That is the Acuna swing that I think we've been looking to see and have seen for a lot of this season, but you've wanted to see that launch angle come up. A couple of rockets to center field, one a ground rule double. That kind of bit the Braves. That would have easily scored a run. And then the other one just run down by Ruiz in center field. I thought that Ronald you know, started to show some signs after a very quiet series that maybe another breakout or another hot streak is on the horizon for him as the team rolls into Arizona. Yeah, I know everybody's waiting on the home run barrage to come again. I think these last three at-bats are maybe a sign that it's coming, especially to go to Arizona, which is a much you know more hitter-friendly park that perhaps we'll see him get those home runs going again. But I thought that was very encouraging signs there. And you mentioned not having a change approach. I will say maybe my favorite thing in this game for the Braves was Orlando Arcia's approach because you got an offense that is struggling you know, and you see a guy who goes the other way for three of his hits and then has a walk, not trying to do too much, just taking the hits the other way and getting on base. I thought this was a great game for Orlando Arcia, who is, you know, like a lot of hitters in this lineup, very much, you know, swinging hard, swinging for the fences just about every time up there. But I thought it was really encouraging that he cut down on that swing a little bit, shot the ball the other way, got three hits, and then a big walk late in the game as well. So I thought this was a great game for Orlando Arcia. Yeah, and he continues to make contributions to the Braves at the plate, in the field. I mean, he's just been exactly what Atlanta needed from a stability standpoint at shortstop. You hate that he had to take a little bit of time off because of the micro-fracture, but it's crazy. We don't even bring up the fact that this guy was dealing with a fractured wrist not altogether too long ago because he's come back and seemingly not missed a step. So that has certainly been good to see. He's been in the middle of a lot of good things for the Braves, who would very much like to have some good things happening out in Arizona after avoiding a sweep against the Oakland Athletics. The Diamondbacks are going to be a little bit of a tougher challenge. Friday in Arizona, everything will get started with game one of that three-game set. It's right-hander Charlie Morton. He's 5-5 five and five for the Braves. The Diamondbacks have not set their rotation as of the time that we're recording this. 9.40 p.m. Eastern time, the first pitch at Chase Field. If you're curious about it, we'll talk more about Morton, but the, the uh, rotation for this weekend goes Charlie Morton on Friday, Spencer Strider Saturday, Michael Soroka on Sunday. Uh, the Braves have this rotation. I think Jake lined up the way that they would want to, to go out and try to win a series against an Arizona club that has been pretty competitive this year. Yeah, I mean, starting pitching hasn't been the issue, but you're right. You got your two uh, horses kind of at the top there, and Morton and Strider lined up in this one. And then I, I can't wait to see Michael Soroka pitch. I know they lost the game the other night, but it was just so fun to see him back out there, and I was, still was encouraged by what I saw. But, um, I mean, again, the pitching rotation, or the starting rotation really hasn't, been a problem for them so looking forward to that as you said a much tougher test out there in Arizona but really right now the focus is just on these bats can they get going can some of these guys get hot and we see them start scoring more consistently it was great to see all the runs they put up on Sunday night baseball but need to see them be a little bit more consistent game to game yeah Arizona has a record very similar to the Braves again this is just as Atlanta has ramped up its action on Wednesday Arizona 32 and 23 just a game behind the Dodgers uh, if for first place in the National League West, you don't need me to tell you. If you're chasing down the Dodgers, it's going to be quite a race uh, as far as the divisional uh, battle is concerned. And I believe, if the math works out correctly, they would miss Zach Gallen uh, because I believe he pitched on Tuesday night. So when you do find out who's starting for Arizona, one of the contenders for the National League, Cy Young, you're going to miss him altogether. So it's just another one of those things that I think lines up in the Braves' favor. But you got to go out there, pitch well, and you got to go out there and get this offense going. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Zach Gallon, what he's done here lately is, I mean, I think he may be the NL Cy Young front runner with Strider, uh, maybe kind of taking a small step back in May. I still think he's been really good. He's a strikeout leader, obviously, but Zach Gallon certainly up there in the NL Cy Young race. So to be able to avoid him is big for this Braves 
and again, especially that offense, which you really want to see get going. So hopefully they can. Hopefully they can get a, a series win under their belts after struggling there in Oakland and uh, suffering a series loss there to the worst team in baseball. I want to see them bounce back, really get going, get on a hot streak here after which was you know a difficult stretch for them in May, which they did have a winning record in May, 15 and 14, went through one of their toughest stretches schedule-wise, but would love to see them get things going in June, get off to a good start, and hopefully get on a run. Yeah, they very much deserve the off day, I believe is what Brian Snitker said after this game. It's been a long stretch of uh, games in consecutive days, and clearly an off day goes a long way. And if we remember where it was about a year ago this time, the Braves were in Arizona. They suffered a really frustrating loss by anybody's standards. Then all of a sudden they were able to circle the wagons. Their arrival of Michael Harris was probably helpful. Spencer Strider jumped into the rotation, and the Braves took off 114 in a row. As I've mentioned on some of the other calls I've done, uh, in Atlanta, you don't have to win 14 in a row. It'd certainly be nice, but the Braves would like to get on a roll, get some consistency going, and it happened in Arizona a year ago. Who's to say it can't happen there again? Again, it's right-hander Charlie Morton on the mound for the Braves on Friday night. He's 5-5 five and five on the year, looking to uh, continue what I think has been a solid season for him, get the Braves in the win column, and again, the pitcher has not been determined for the Diamondbacks as of Wednesday afternoon, 9.40 p.m. Eastern time on Friday night. Braves and Diamondbacks get their series started. That'll wrap us up here on the Braves Postcast, part of the Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Click the bell to get notified whenever we drop a new episode. Hit that like button and be sure to tell a friend. And make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, the Braves with a 4-2 victory over the Oakland Athletics to avoid a sweep. For Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. We will catch you next time on the Braves Postcast. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 